0: E.D. Sorry. I knocked a bunch. You were really out. Kent sent me. Dakota Fanning and her people, they need this room. She loves it here. Oh, oh, um, so that, does that mean I have to leave the hotel? Ken found you a room. I'll take it, yeah. I want to, uh, I want to hang out with Rachel a little more. Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? Um. maybe you should just give me a minute
1: Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb and this is my co-host Mike. And we conclude our month of movies with the 2008 fan favorite Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Before I guess we get into the meat of the film, let's talk about some of these side stories. What did you think about Jonah Hill, a uh, man crushing on Aldous Snow, trying to get him to listen to some of his music? And we've got Jack uh, McBriar. Trying to learn how to please his wife and enjoy sex. Before we get into the meat and potatoes, what did you think of this? Uh, I guess side salad of the uh, of the film. Well, you
2: know, I don't think uh, either one of those little subplots are necessarily uh, distracting from the, I guess the the central theme. They're the comedy version of like a, a shootout or a car chase, where it's like let's let's pump up with a joke here. I would say maybe Paul Rudd, probably his uh, uh surf instructor has barely anything to do with uh, what our main character is going through. But Jonah Hill, for example, the um, page uh, from from Thirty Rock, their plight is that they are in paradise uh, and they are unfulfilled and unsatisfied, which I th- I think mirrors what Jason Segel's character is going through. Uh, the only I guess the only difference would be is that he purposely came there already unsatisfied, so he's on some sort of quest, but he doesn't know how or what will, will complete that journey for him because it's just time. It's, you know, it's a breakup movie where, which I think is actually probably hard to do in a two-hour stretch of uh, how do you just show someone just slowly getting over uh, a person that meant a lot to them, that has broken their heart uh, and make it funny. One way to quicken that pace is to get Jason Siegel naked and have him uh, slapping his, uh, flaccid penis against his leg. That's one way to get people laughing at him, a man of tears. And, uh, I, sh- I did shout out to my wife in the last episode. Uh, she adores this movie and she never not laughs at Jason Siegel bending over weeping <laughs> 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 completely in the tub. <laughs> I don't know what that says about Mel Nudy, yeah. that no matter what the circumstances, a naked man is always funny, but, uh, it certainly was here. <laughs>
1: And that's kind of where uh, male nudity is. It's either for something to be laughed at (laughs) or it's a gratuitous shot of Chris Hemsworth taking a shower in Thor. The female body I feel like is more versatile. Yeah.
2: Even your Thor reference, you know, there's, there's no, no real sex in Marvel movies. I guess the Eternals finally, uh, gave us uh, a sex scene. Um, Isn't that something Soderbergh, you know, he's one of the many filmmakers that has a new project out. So they're like, what do you think about comic book movies? And he brought at least one interesting uh, new take, which is there's no fucking. So I don't like them. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. (laughs) 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 I guess we're down to that. Has he not seen Watchmen? (laughs) I don't think that one counts. I think when they ask, uh, what do you think about comic book movies? It's all, what do you think of Disney and Marvel? That's that's the extent of it. Didn't James <laughs> Gunn come over the top and say, Hey, I always put a sex scene in my movies. And we're like, yeah, no one watched Suicide Squad. Shut up. <laughs> it's over.
1: And and the hard goodbye. Uh, the Sorority City is a little bit of fucking there, too. Back to getting <laughs> Marshall. I'm telling you, if I can talk about comic books at least once per episode. This is very much still a Judd Apatow film. I hate to say that because I think Nick Stoller is a good... Storyteller, I think five-year-old engagement is that is that the film. I, I like that one quite a bit, much more than the, five the average fan. Engagement.
2: I don't, I don't want to sound too creepy when it's you know like uh, some sort of religious cult oh, five, five, yes, five-year-old yes. engagement <laughs> coming soon to TLC. <laughs>
1: Get rid of all of this. I can't edit my way around this debacle. This is definitely a, still a Judd Apatow film. In fact, uh according to Wikipedia, he was very much involved in the casting process and also the development of the script, which is credited to Jason Siegel. And so I do wonder if there is a lack of voice from Nick Stoller, the director. I've liked his other work because he did get him to the Greek, which is the follow up, uh, which I believe he either co-wrote or wrote. And the five year engagement, which I like quite a bit more than I think the average person, mainly because I remember going to the theater alone to see it. That was my daredevil.
2: <laughs> you know, we're just uh, two guys that love art house cinema when it comes to the holidays. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you look at his, uh, you know, filmography and he does look like a, uh, an old fashioned, you know, a uh, gun for hire when it comes to the comedy genre. Um, so you've mentioned those neighbors, neighbors two. Uh, co-writing and executive producing, uh, the Muppets, I'm sure with his association with Jason Siegel. Uh, yeah, I mean, it falls in line with, uh, the, the sort of Apatow look of filling it with, uh, faces, comedic faces and small parts. I mean, my God, Bill Hader is basically there as the best friend who for most of the film will just appear over Skype, uh, just for, for little, little bits. Um, I do love any opportunity to get Bill Hader on screen though. So I'm, I'm not complaining. And I also like that it's a somewhat different take on the best friend where it's mostly antagonistic. It's, it's mostly the tough love <laughs> approach to deal with, deal with heartbreak. Yeah. You know, we, we started talking about how male nudity is, uh, looked at, I guess with suspicion from us. Like, oh, when are they going to start making fun of the male body? Uh, but I I like that sort of undercurrent throughout the whole thing because Jason Segel is not uh, – he is not Thor. He is not uh, one of the Hemsworth brothers. He's not someone that's going to appear on a, a Magic Mike movie probably unless he's the funny one. <laughs> unless he's the funny best friend. <laughs> uh, and his character of Peter uh, Breder, you know, his relationship with Sarah Marshall played by Kristen Bell is that he's uh, always waiting for the axe to drop. Like he's never – Quite comfortable with where he fits into her her life um and so do you think he his character does he self sabotage as you know some men with some some hang ups as far as the lacking confidence uh because he he doesn't know where he fits, so he just completely like removes himself from life unless it has to do with like being her wing person when you see him on his own when he's supposed to be focusing on his shit? He's pretty much in sweatpants the entire time and glued to the couch. <laughs> he's he's doing Gandalf impressions. <laughs> he's just eating his cereal, um, and he unfortunately has allowed himself to be sort of consumed by being someone who's lucky enough to date this hot TV actress. Do you get any of that from that, or is it just you know is it just a funny mon- montage to show that he's he's kind of a, a dorky guy?
1: Those sequences are absolutely worthwhile because the tragedy of this film is that there's very little Jason Siegel being by himself and reflecting on the relationship because he kind of goes from one lady to another really wonderful lady. And the and that's hey, kinda hey, how unfortunately He that's gets kinda...
2: accused by the hotel guests of uh, being an elderly lady weeping on the balcony. <laughs> there's there's this... <laughs> I believe also uh one of the uh the guys that works at the resort uh comes in to kick him out of the room and asks if the uh <laughs> tissues are our <laughs> happy tissues are set. <laughs> Does he say both? <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, is the film saying that the only way to get over this individual is to, you know, go and find yourself another person? And I don't know where it lands because ultimately he goes back to the States. Oh, excuse me. He's in the States and even in Hawaii. I apologize. He goes back to the <laughs> the contiguous.
2: United I mean, States. I'm fine with uh, saying that about Alaska because it gave us Sarah Palin so we can kick them out you know, to, to Russia or <laughs> whoever wants them. But Hawaii has done nothing to us, Webb.
1: No, I agree. Hawaii is wonderful. And I say that as somebody who's actually been there and I'm not just blowing smoke. I, I went to Hawaii and I was like, fuck, I have to it's go not back. not
2: theoretical is what you're saying. On the ground experience. Certainly, certainly.
1: And so he does go back and eventually finds the things that he – Uh, that fulfills him on a professional level, like the puppet show uh, that he does, the musical with Dracula. And so there's not enough of that for me in this film. Uh, He ultimately goes from one relationship... Of the puppets? Oh, no, 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 no. There's There's enough puppets. (laughs) No, there's not enough of him kind of dealing with himself and his own issues. Like the stuff you mentioned with... Paul Rudd is, with with Kunu. I like that stuff because it's him doing something on his own. He's like, I want to surf and I want to be able to do that. And and he does. And so I like that stuff. Also, the line, the weather outside is weather gets me every single time. Every single time. I know it's coming and it's still, it's funny from, from the first viewing uh, t- until today. And so I wanted more of that. And I wish that... The character and the arc wasn't so defined by this other relationship. But I'm glad that she's able to coax him out of this. Did you get enough of that? Did you feel like he has the arc by, and he is able to pull himself up out of the, the, the despair that he finds himself in? Because you're right. He is... I don't know if he self-sabotages, but he's definitely unwilling to go that next step with this person and he is very content he's like i lucked into this gig as her boyfriend and this is where i'm gonna stay
2: well to agree with you is to delay the arrival of the beautiful and charming mila kunis so i'm gonna have to say no web i disagree with you as adamantly as i can like this is an act of war that you're saying miss kunis needs to be on the sidelines longer. Um, it is fair. I I think that I like the, the, the gender flip here. Uh, usually in this case, it's a beautiful woman who's been cast aside by some asshole. And then they, they move on, they, they grab the next, you know, branch on the tree, uh, and they are secure again, uh, because it's, you know, Richard gear this time or whomever I like, the you know, for once it's, it's, it's men. Now there's, an interesting detail. I did get into a little bit of an argument with my wife. You know, she, she, I mean, this, this has been the month, uh, for, for her, Um not so much an accidental tourist. Although I did, uh, I did kind of throw you under the bus when I (laughs) mentioned, uh, that I thought you were not speaking that highly of Gina Davis. And we got into the height thing. And then of course the, the conversation was totally changed. She wanted like actual measurements of you. Like, well, how, (laughs) how, how short is that? (laughs)
1: I'm a normal man. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas.
2: But here, yeah. Okay, so it's... You could say it's easy that it's, like, just another beautiful woman. Except this one has dark hair um, instead of being a blonde. Where I got in trouble with my wife was I tended to agree with um, some of the resort employees. Um, because uh, Jason Siegel's character, Peter, he... You know, he entertains momentarily, uh <laughs> during some offered oral sex, going back to his old life and going back to Sarah Marshall who has shattered his heart. Um I thought it was a great use of the male anatomy to, to show <laughs> that Obviously, he was not in it anymore because he could not. He could not get aroused, and the scene ends with him taking his penis, basically taking his ball and going home. Saying, Maybe it's because you broke my heart, and my dick doesn't want to work anymore around you. <laughs> my wife uh, probably sided with the character of Rachel. That is still uh, basically like an attack on their burgeoning relationship, whereas. Me and the you know the resort employee is like, you know how difficult that was for that man to, <laughs> to pull back from the brink? <laughs> he's, he's basically Frodo you know, being tempted by the ring. <laughs> and he has to just cast it aside, all that power. Kristen Bell, Veronica Mars offering that. Sweet Veronica Mars. My goodness.
1: <laughs> Not the sister from Frozen. I'm glad you went with Veronica Mars. I felt Mars. a little dirty going with Veronica Mars, but
2: at least she's... She becomes college age, I think. Uh, she was probably twenty eight when she was a high school student. I'm fine.
1: I think I'm going to go ahead and agree with your wife a little bit on this one, buddy. And here's why. Go ahead. Play it's, it safe. Man. I don't play it totally safe. I've <laughs> never. <laughs> I never. <laughs> he doesn't need that confirmation, like. Can I still get hard, you know, with it? Like, it's like he shouldn't need that physical confirmation of his body to be like, I'm no longer in love with this individual. The editing, the uh, the flash cuts of him being unhappy and finally realizing, oh, wait, I was unhappy for much of this relationship. And it's very self-centered around, you know, the entire relationship is around her, not so much us. And his realization, that was enough. The moment where he's like, I will not have an alcoholic beverage today. That kind of stuff meant a lot to me. So you don't me.
2: like the uh, the added misogyny of, if my dick doesn't work around you, you have no more use for me, woman, <laughs> your <cast Right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I I mean, I and here's the thing, I understand that I guess you need to have that one final conflict so that you can have... The reunion at the end of the film, and once again, his uh, nakedness uh, and the male anatomy is once again used as a punchline, which is totally fine. That's fine. But yeah, I don't know if we needed that one extra. It's, it is what it is. I'm not offended by it, but, uh, you know, if it were me, maybe I'd rewrite it or recut it in a way that, uh, yeah, like I don't know how, what other conflict you could put in that place,
2: but, I'm satisfied with it. I've never seen a uh, a breakup during an attempted blowjob, so I'll uh, I'll take it.
1: One thing I will say about this film, and I I boy, I hate being this guy. I didn't laugh as much as I did on my first, second, or third viewings of this film. It's slowly losing just a little bit of its charm, but there's no doubt that there are scenes moments in this film that are not in any other rom-com like i know it's like it feels a little bit like an assembly line apatow production at times but there's definitely enough of jason siegel's like heart and soul uh and and his sense of humor scattered throughout this film
2: yeah i always get the sense from the apatow productions proper that they're from the view of a guy who's had too much winning in his life. It, it, they don't s- seem to be as much about the the underdogs. Uh and that's a weird thing to say where you know one half of this dynamic the title of the film is a, a successful TV actress but still even with her I I like that she's you know her her fears uh about herself uh they give the the film you know gives her time to express that that she's also she's got a lot on her plate too and maybe the character of, of Peter it was not you know she, it was not providing that particular support uh, for her that she, she She thinks that she's a fraud of some sort. Yeah. She's very successful and everyone, she kind of uses that. Um, I also like that you know, when she goes to Hawaii, none of them really give a shit um, in that way. Like it's, it's, she's already been subsumed by this (laughs) horrific, pop star played by russell brand and you know jonah hill his undying uh need to be validated by this this freak show of of a man who is just (laughs) totally himself (laughs) although you know i I also have always given the film credit that our main character you know that's supposed to be his antagonist that's the guy that stole his girl he has a brief moment where he's like yeah, you are pretty fucking cool. Like, <laughs> I get, it. I get it. I like that. I like, and I like that uh, the way Russell Brand plays it. Is he could, he could, and can be a prick to people. Um, but as long as you're providing some, some little bit of entertainment, uh, he sort of just takes the world as it, as it lays. Uh, he's he's supportive of the Dracula puppet show he's he he likes that one track that was on sarah's sarah's ipod he congratulates the man for his what tour of duty of dating sarah marshall (laughs) 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 the sweet and sour with a
1: lot of these a lot of these characters he he's arguably like my favorite part of the film honestly like i had never i I didn't know who russell brand was prior to the film i think most american audiences probably didn't know uh but he's such a great find and he was he's excellent in this film The, the entire scene about the shirt that he doesn't want to wear and and the guy who has the same shirt you know gives him the little like gun show thing oh my oh gosh it perfect Perfect and his embarrassment at it, things like that. That's the stuff that continues to make me laugh. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic in this film, and and a perfect pseudo foil to Jason Siegel's character because he's he's not doing anything out of malice. He is literally like I don't want to call him like he's not like the joke. He's like he just does
2: things. You know, the world would probably be a better place if more uh, online commentators <laughs> looked at him as the joker they aspire to be like just get laid <laughs> make weird music uh you know grow your hair out and uh just don't just don't settle down don't be so angry at the world that you don't have a girlfriend just always stay on the move always stay searching that's one thing i do like about the rachel character is you see that pull from peter where he he looks at her place and why it's like some sort of like waiting room, like, yeah, but when does your real life start? Like, it's that, that thing of like, this is meant for people on vacation. They're in some sort of transitionary state, uh, before they go back to the real lives. And he keeps like pushing and prodding. And that's the stuff that I think it's handled well. But, you know, it's not like Peter is always the perfect nice guy as, you know, as we, we already went through the back and to the left of the, the, <laughs> the attempted blowjob sequence. Um, but, you know he's he is being very insulting there, and he's being not that different from the Aldous character as far as just being totally consumed by his own shit that he cannot even conceive of someone else just enjoying the moment like not like it, you, what you're accusing him of is that he has to find someone like someone has to shoulder all of his emotions and has to be this like support system for him and um I liked those little flashbacks that you mentioned where yes he was somewhat supportive of sarah but it was a totally transactional reason is that he gets to date a celebrity and her inability to be supportive of him i don't think she's wrong like when he's when they cut back to him playing his version of the dracula thing out of context you would look at this person like what what the fuck are you doing with your day? It's like, <laughs> what is this? And even Mila Kunis, when he when she sort of forces him to play it at, at that bar in Hawaii, her initial reaction is, holy shit. And it's only because she can see through the nonsense that he's really talking about his own heartbreak um, that it works. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of this. There's a, a lot more shades to these characters than I think you get in your typical uh, rom-com. I think of one that's probably far more... Uh, pop culture relevant or more successful than than this, even though this was a hit, uh, like My Best Friend's Wedding. Like, I don't think that film does a lot for the Cameron Diaz character other than she's like the roadblock for Julia Roberts. Um, She's kind of played as the dumb blonde. And it's like, who, how could she be in Julia Roberts way? Julia Roberts is great. Uh, even though she's a horrible villain of a character in that movie, but I don't think that, uh, Cameron Diaz there probably gets as many dimensions as what they allow. Kristen Bell, I guess is like the, sort of the nemesis here. And that that's one thing I really appreciate that you can always attack that sort of Apatow style comedies that, the, that they drag, but I feel like they, they do let the characters breathe a little bit and they're not just like one note, uh, gags. Maybe Paul Rudd. maybe, maybe Kuno, but <laughs> <It was> Webb's <laughs> favorite part. Well... <laughs> just be a joke, funny man.
1: <laughs> just I just want I just wanted it to be a sitcom. <laughs> no dimensions of these characters. <laughs> Punchlines that are essentially catchphrases and silly wigs. You mentioned how Hawaii is seen as like that stopgap, like like this purgatory for, uh, before you move on to the next phase of your life. That's essentially what's going on with Jason Siegel's life in the relationship with, with Sarah Marshall, because he's not willing to move on either. He's just sitting there. And again, the little montages of him attempting to do the, dracula musical uh it goes nowhere especially while he is in that relationship so there are certain metaphors scattered throughout this film that i do like one thing that i can't get my head around though is is this a film where you've got a bunch of these rich people who are ultimately sad i hate to bring this up but i feel like this is kind of a running theme in trilogy in theory is where we do look at Social status of some of the characters in these films—they never have anything to do with money. I feel the one, the films and the characters that we gravitate towards, there is that aspect of uh, a fully rounded character that we that we appreciate more. Uh, we we talked about it in the Accidental Tourist about how uh, Gina Davis's character can't send her kid to these lavish schools. So it's like that's kind of stuff that rounds out a really uh, well-developed and three-dimensional character. Here, we don't get any sense all, the entire focus is on the emotional plight of these characters. Is that a factor at all? And and of course, it's all set juxtaposed in this lavish background of Hawaii, you know. You you look at something like The Descendants, which it's a movie I absolutely adore. And it's also about People of very high, you know, that upper echelon wealth, but somehow their emotional stuff is a bit more meaningful because it's very much rooted in the land and that wealth comes from a certain place and it's addressed here. These are people from essentially Hollywood.
2: They cheat a little bit with the Peter character, um, and that, yeah, I mean, he's in the industry, um, but he's not rich because yes, he's that's why he has to be escorted out with all of his tissues is because uh the Rachel character is doing him a solid and letting him stay. in – I think she says it's like you know the one for like Lindsay Lohan or something. Yeah, she's like you yeah, know no one, yeah no one can afford it, so uh it's rare that it's ever in use. So I mean they they just get you in the door by like could this guy really afford to do this? What he what he can afford to do that <laughs> you know the middle class or blow certainly could not is that he just has time to go fuck around like yeah you know, most people would, like would have to use up their vacation days or they couldn't just be like i had a bad breakup i'm gonna go to why how long i don't know as long as it takes <laughs> until i get an erection again i will not return <laughs> to the mainland.
0: oh there's ancient skies these wandering eyes but it took me by surprise, surprise when you let me inside of you, inside of you, inside of you. There's got to be some part of me inside of you, inside of you. I could cross this desert plain. I've lost my mind, but you've treated me so kind, I don't know what to do.